I just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I invite all you guys to be a part of the conversation. If you're watching live, chat is open. And uh, a few years ago, uh, I had someone order some things online um, in my name that I didn't order using my credit cards, but shipping to their address. We call it identity theft. And that is a very weird feeling. Uh, fortunately, they were not very smart uh, and, and having a, a fair amount of uh uh, history and a little bit of expertise in the internet. I actually tracked them down, called the police, and uh, filled out some police reports, called the police in the area where they were, and uh, put a stop to that real fast. But man, identity theft is is not fun. Well, there's an identity theft that is even worse than that, and that's what we're talking about today. My guest is Pastor Eric Urine. He's got a book called Are You Being Robbed? He is also the founding uh, or the founder of everlasting ministries and the pastor of riverside christian church in roseville california and there's some interesting things going on today in california that gets right to the core of identity who are we this is a big deal so again we invite you to be a part of the conversation whether you're watching live or in the replay we're glad you're here pastor eric welcome to life today live Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you very much for your ministry. So I teased a little bit about what's going on. Let's, let's hit that right up front, because you're leaving this interview to to go be a part of something that's uh, pretty significant out in your state. Tell us about that. Yes, well, today there are two bills that are being heard uh, that they're going to try to move forward. Um, both of them are an attack on the youth of our state. Uh, the first one is that they want to pass a new bill where 12-year-old children would be able to make medical decisions for themselves without parental consent or parental notification. So that would include vaccinations. And of course, uh, one of the big things that's going on in our, our state that they're really pushing is the, uh, the whole um, transgender issues and stuff. And so that would mean that 12-year-olds would also be able to start having uh, surgery or uh, certain chemicals or drugs in order to, uh, quote, modify or alter their sex. And so um, the other bill that's also up right now is uh, to permit the killing of babies up to seven days after birth. And so, uh, you know, just as uh, we have some states in, in the country that have uh, come out with new laws and regulations and restricting abortion, California has decided to uh, go the opposite direction as much as possible. And of course, both of those bills are evil. Uh, they are satanic from the pit of hell. And uh, I, I'm going to do everything I can within my power to be a voice and to speak out in love, but in truth, uh, for the world to know that there is another way. And and ultimately, I believe, I believe these laws that are being passed, one of them was uh, SB 197, which I was invited as a pastor to speak before the legislature on a couple years ago. That particular bill had to do with driver's license, where anyone in the state of California could identify with whatever gender or, or um, title that they wanted to have on their driver's license. And so with less than a 24 hours notice, I was given an invitation 
there were some other pastors of much larger churches than mine uh, that were asked to come and, and speak on the issue, uh, but they turned it down. And so I was pretty much the last person on the list when they invited me. And initially, uh, I mean, I have to be honest, I was like, you know, I, I didn't want to go. Um, who wants to be in a den of lions? But um, I knew in my heart that the Lord was calling me to do it and that I had to step up. And so uh, when I entered the room, there was roughly 250 people in the audience. Uh, all of them, except for literally five or six, uh, were for the bill. Um, there were two other pastors and then two friends of mine that were in attendance. When it came my turn, I was given five to seven minutes to speak before the legislature. I just started sharing some of the testimonies at, at church, my church and other churches that I, I've been able to do ministry in, and praying with people that have struggled with some of these identity issues and the healing that brought to them. And as I was sharing that testimony, uh, people in the audience started laughing, smirking under their breasts, breasts you know, uh, calling me names and whatnot. And the Holy Spirit just rose up inside of me and with, right out of my mouth without my brain even thinking about it. I said that there is healing through the blood of Jesus Christ and there is power in the name of Jesus. And let me tell you, when I said that, the whole room went dead silent. You could hear a pen drop. All of this, all the laughing, everything just, just silent. And immediately the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere in that room changed. It went from this heavy, dark, demonic oppression to uh, the presence of the Lord, the light and peace and glory that came along with it. Hmm. And then I, as I looked up, I saw all the le uh, legislatures up there. They're all looking at, at each other and they're going, wow, did he just say the name Jesus? Can he say the name Jesus? <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, they just turned my mic off. But then so I tested my mic and it was still on. And so I continued to speak. Uh, it was at the end uh, of that time that I felt the Lord tell me um, to go to the back of the room and to hold the door open for everybody when they were leaving. I'm like, oh, my gosh, okay, I don't want to do that. But I knew the Lord was telling me to do it. So I was back there holding the door open. I want to to give it share a testimony as people were leaving many people were smiling they kind of nodded i had several people say hey you know i disagree with you but i appreciate uh how you communicated and how you spoke in love and and caring for the issue and then we even had an opportunity to pray for a couple of people afterwards that came up to us and asked for prayer so uh i i share that as a, as a testimony, and hopefully to inspire others, that a lot of times we talk about how there's power in the name of Jesus, um, but this was one example in my life where just uttering his name changed the atmosphere. Now, ultimately, the bill did pass, um, and the other bill that was also heard that day that I was there to, to, to uh, speak against was the bill that gave uh, prisoners uh, the opportunity to change their identity. So if a male wanted to become a female, they could now be housed in uh, all women prisons. And so, uh, like I said, that passed as well, uh, unfortunately. But it, it's, it's a, there's a level of craziness that's going on in our state. And, you know, a lot of people always say the expression, you know, so as goes California, so goes the nation. And I believe ultimately that these bills, um, the try, these things that are pushing in culture, is uh, something that, that personally I believe is going to lead up to the mark of the beast because going back to identity, Satan wants to rob us or try to rob us of our identity. Mm -hmm. He wants to tell people in the world 
that their identity is their job, it's how they dress, the type of music they listen to. But of course, I'm here to say, you know, when you're a believer, a follower of Jesus Christ, a born again Christian, your identity isn't who the world says you are, but our identity is who Christ says we are in him. And so understanding uh, what scripture tells us, who we are in him as our true identity uh, is critical. And the days that we live in. Yes. Yeah, so so okay, there's more. Okay. There's a lot there. First of all, I just want to say I appreciate you being involved in the affairs of government because this is what we are here to do, which is to affect every sphere of life that we live in. And government is one of those. Um, at the same time, when you start talking about, you know, a lot of the things that government is addressing or that society addresses, you know, they are they're 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 surface level issues. They're things we see, uh, and they're significant. But they're really indications of something deeper. And what I appreciate about you and and especially other Christians that understand this is that you know you you can deal with some of the behavior, you can deal with some of the laws, but man, until you get down into the the deeper heart issues, the spiritual issues, we would call them. You're not really going to uh, to make the change that is necessary. So when you look at people who are struggling with identity, um, and and I, I got to stress, we these people are not our our enemies. They may be our opposition, but they are not our enemies. Um, what are some of the what are some of the, the truths that set people free from this inner confusion and 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 turmoil that you know they're in i know they deny it but we know we do, we know because it's the truth that god tells us right what do you, what do these people need to understand so that they can finally put their lives on that firm foundation about who they are even if they're not christians because they they don't recognize you know the source of of what we do the same source we do how do we how do we break through to them well, like you said first, you know, they're not our enemy. Um, and uh, But we do have an enemy. His name is Satan. Yeah. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right. And so he'll try the best he can to destroy. Um, and what he can't destroy, he's going to do his best to steal. And identity is definitely, uh, I would argue, probably one of the top priorities on his list. Because ultimately, when we boil Scripture down, one of the things we can come to is that our identity determines our destination, mm-hmm. right? If our identity is in Christ, our destination is with him in all eternity. If our identity is in the things of this world, then they will perish along with the things of this world. One of the things I always like to, to put, because one of my backgrounds is theoretical physics, uh, <laughs> most uh, people in physics agree that the whole known universe, everything we can see, touch, taste, and, and, and feel, will die in what's called the heat death and of course the book of revelation tells us that you know the uh the whole world and and will will be cast into the lake of fire all the things that right follow satan and then the new heavens and the new earth so but going back to what you're saying and how to reach them i think one of the travesties um that is a seed and of course it's a complex issue there's a lot of you know different things involved but i think one of them is letting people know that they have a purpose, they have a destiny, they have a calling on their life. 
And the school system, you know, will, will teach uh, evolution that is just random chance. And of course, like the end of this in the book to show like conclusively, there's no such thing as random chance, random, there's not even such thing as random numbers. They're really only pseudo random numbers because then it takes generated algorithms to create random numbers. So that's still not truly random. <laughs> Randomness doesn't exist. So God is totally in control. So letting them know that, that God created them, that they have a purpose, a destiny and a calling and that um, there's something greater, of course, and that is you know, available through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the power of his blood and why his blood was necessary, uh, why his blood is unique. Again, something I go over in one of the chapters on um, the blood of Christ in our testimony. When people see that and they, and they feel that and they understand that, they, because inherently, again, going back to identity, in, in the Garden of Eden, right, Adam and Eve were walking with God, and there was a relationship, a deep relationship that happened. And then, of course, we know there was the fall and the consequences of sin and death, which I argue was one of the first acts of thievery when the robber came to steal uh, away those things yeah. through Eve. When that happened, there's like, a, I argue, like a fraction in the universe that happened. There's this, there's this tearing away uh, of an identity that was once in us that we no longer have now because of the fallen nature of this world that we're born into. Mm -hmm. So everyone inherently seeks to have that relationship with God. It's there. It's there in everybody. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Satan will come with his distractions and lure us into all these um, things of the world to try to fill that need. But that need is never totally satisfied or met with the things in this world because uh, the only thing that will satisfy it is our relationship with God, the restoration with him, because that's what was there originally in the beginning. And so trying to share that with people, to, to get them to see that and understand that and, and to pray for them, to show them the love of Christ, which, you know, the real love of Christ, Jesus spoke more about hell than heaven because uh, he doesn't want people going to hell. There's a, a reason for that. And so he desires that all be saved. And so we have to share these things uh, in truth and love, and through the testimony, our testimony, which ultimately is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing about the, the transgender movement specifically, which I recognize is, is fairly small, but it's growing, um, is, is there is inherent an inherent dissatisfaction with who yes. someone is, so they feel the need to, to change it. And I think that that goes right to the core of what you're talking about. Uh, we, we are not whole when we are born. We are right. born with sin, which is you know missing the mark. And I think that missing the mark is missing that mark of wholeness that, that God wants us to be. And so when Jesus comes and says, be perfect, you know, uh, as, as God is perfect, we think, well, I can't do that. Well, it, it speaks to wholeness. And that wholeness only comes through Christ, and that's that's why I think it's important that we boldly share that. And it's not it's not condemnation, it's not judgment, it's hope. If we share it correctly, you know, it should be. It is. So if we communicate it properly, it, it speaks of hope and that wholeness that someone can find. And so I know it, it gets contentious uh, at times uh, when we start talking about this, but I just have this deep sense that. 
we need to be the the agents of hope in offering the wholeness that can come because man these people these people they, again i know they deny it but they're hurting we know yes. they're hurting how can christians become better equipped to help others which i kind of think starts with helping yourself it's like put the mask on sorry put the mask on in the airplane over your face first before you put it on your before you help someone else a lot of christians kind of struggle with identity in some ways but you've got some keys in your book which by the way i'll show people since we're about halfway through the program are you being robbed is the book that we're sort of basing a lot of our conversation on by pastor eric urine um what are some of the things that christians need to know which will enable us to help non-christians understand when it comes to identity one of the things i would um, pray for people to seek out is is the the necessity for hearing right christ says my sheep hear my voice and my sheep know my voice yeah so one of my conjectures is that hearing god being able to hear the lord and recognize his voice which is important, which is why we got the chapter on do not be deceived. There's deception out there. Knowing the tools that God's given us to fight deception, which is critical, especially in the world that we live in now. But being able to hear the voice of God, to be led by the voice of God. Um, there was a, a large church here in our area where I led the prayer ministry at for several years. And a lot of people, uh, you know, and again, this isn't something I'm not I'm not bragging about this, but I'm trying to put forward a, a point here, a conjecture. They would say if someone came into the church that would have had cancer or a broken leg or whatever, you need you need to go have Eric pray for you. Well, the, obviously, there's nothing at all special about me. I am I messed up. I got my problems and everything, too. But what people recognized was that I, you know, I try to focus on the voice of the Lord. And this is my encouragement for others. When people would come over to pray, um, for example, one person, uh, and I talk about this in my book, she had cancer all over her body. She was given weeks to live. And the obvious thing for me to do was would be to pray for the cancer to be healed. But when I was listening to the Lord, he revealed to me that there was a series of other steps that needed to be covered first. And so I prayed for those things and then I told her to come back next week and pray for the cancer. So everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's dying. She might even not, might not even be alive next week. Um, and I was fully aware of that, too. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I hope our, I heard your voice. Um, but then she came back next week, and we prayed, and she was instantly healed of, of cancer totally. In fact, she had scans done. Her body scans showed that she had cancer all through her torso and her neck and stuff. And two days later, I got a call at home. They're like, you know, uh, Pastor Eric, you need to come in. You need to look at this. Um, I came in. She just got back from the hospital. She had her scans gun, uh, uh, done, and she had them with her. Um, and all the cancer instantly gone, totally healed. And it's been several years now. She's still totally cancer-free to this day. Where am I getting at this? I'm getting at sometimes the Lord has an order of doing things. And I believe that if I was out of order the way I prayed, her healing may not, may I say may not because I don't know, but may not have come uh, or at least happened the way it did. And so um, because there were other things that needed to be, again, be resolved and healed in life before taking that step. And so I think when we witness to others, 
it's kind of like seed planting. Sometimes we throw out the seeds. Sometimes the Lord uses someone else to come along to bring the water, right? And so having the voice to, to hear from the Lord, knowing scripture, right? Being able to discern and walking in step with the God in, in his heartbeat, in, in his mind, not, not our frame of thinking, because sometimes he thinks differently than we think. And being obedient and stepping out in faith and in, in walking out those steps. I, so that's my encouragement with all believers when it comes to, to dealing with anyone else, whether it be you know someone dealing with identity crisis or physical healing or anything, uh, to be obedient to the Lord and to have an, a hearing ear to hear. Yep, uh, you, you. I think that's where it starts. I think you gotta you gotta be able to hear God's voice and then obey it. Uh, yeah. And if you can't hear it, you don't know what to obey. And if you hear it and don't obey, you, you're halfway there, which is not there, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, that is that is the, the foundation. And for people that are like, I don't know how to hear God's voice. Well, I think that's why he gave us a, a book, Scripture. Amen. And, <laughs> right, you know? So it's like, uh, crack that thing open, uh, read through it. It's okay if you don't get it all the first time. Uh, get with some people in a good church, uh, like yours in Riverside. Uh, or, you know, find someone that you respect and that can relate and help you understand. Uh, and, and you'll you'll learn. It's a learning process, uh, yes. but it's absolutely worth it. And it's a it's a joy once you really get into it. Um, I'm curious, have you seen anything happen because you, you've been vocal, uh, which I know you're getting probably the I'm sure on social media you get shredded because they tend to some more than others tend to be just pits of of hate and anger um but have you have you had anyone who is you've seen a real change in them because you you took an unpopular stance in your state yeah there's uh one chapter in fact it's the example i give uh, uh, again a lot of these are documented this is a mega church you know there's hundreds and hundreds of people that bear bore witness to these events but uh in chapter one on on uh, identity, our identity in Christ, I uh, share a testimony in there on someone who was struggling uh, with identity theft and how the Lord um, healed him and changed him, not only uh, delivered him um, from uh, some of the torment he had as far as finding his identity and what his identity was, but also uh, drug addiction, relationships with his father and whatnot, that all... Uh, that the Lord healed and brought restoration through a, uh, a process. It was actually a very short process for him in his case. Um, so that's a testimony I share in there. But going back to what you're saying about being able to hear, because that's a common question I get a lot. Mm-hmm. The, the the most important place to start with hearing is discerning, and discerning is reading the Word of God. Mm-hmm. There are studies out there that show that only 15% of Christians have read the entirety of Scripture one time (laughs) or more. That means 75% of Christians have not read the entirety of the Word of God. And if we rely on our pastors uh, one hour, once a week on a weekend, to go through Scripture, it's going to take a lifetime to to get through the Word of God. So it's impractical. It can't happen. We have to have our personal uh, relationship with Christ. We have to sit down and take our own time, be our own, do our own due diligence in diving into the Word of God. Because to read the Word of God, to hear God's voice, and to discern God's voice. And like I said, for do not the chapter on do not be deceived. 
our number one primary tool is the Word of God. Mm. This is the two-edged sword that can discern, cut away the things that, of the flesh that are uh, of this world, sinful, carnal, and the things from bone, they're spiritual, uh, godly, factual, and true. And these 66 books penned by uh, over 30 different authors over a span of 1,500 years is the tool that we need to have. It is the living, breathing Word of God, and of course, Jesus Christ is the Word in flesh. Yeah. I, before I let you go, I'm, I'm curious, what would you say if someone who is struggling with identity, and I don't mean strictly, you know, someone who thinks they're transgender or something like that, but someone who's just like, I, I, they struggle in that area, you know, they get, they get it. Um, what truths do they need to know? I know there's a lot, but kind of give them a foundation, a starting point. Yeah. Um, in my book, I go over 15 things that the Word of God uh, points out as far as the truth of our identity in Christ and who He said, uh, who He says we are in Him. Um, there are obviously there are many more than that. The one thing I would like to to point forward to everybody is, if if you're still breathing right now, if you're still alive, yeah, then you have a purpose. God has a purpose for you. He hasn't called you home for uh, for a reason, and so. Regardless of your disabilities, your challenges, your internal struggles, don't be an accomplice, an accomplice to the to the thief, to the robber. Mm. And and what do I mean by that? I mean, not only does the robber try to steal from us, but we can unwillingly be an accomplice to him when we aren't walking in who God has called us to be. Because now, the people that are around us in our lives that we have influence in. Um, we're not able to be a blessing and a conduit for God to pour through us into their lives, right, to minister and to touch uh, them. So now we're unwillingly, uh, or unknowingly being an accomplice to the thief. So my encouragement is don't be an accomplice of the thief. Know your purpose, your destiny, your calling. Uh, walk in it and uh, and be fully equipped, not just for today, but for the things are, that are to come. And don't wait until you feel like it may be a necessity. God has given us these tools now. That's good. That's a great starting point. And if you're struggling with that, I, I just want to encourage you today because there there is wholeness available to you. And that's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of the gospel. It's, it's you, something you can grow into, and it will take time, and it's a journey. And I just want to encourage you today on that journey. Pastor Eric, uh, your website is uh, areyoubeingrobbed.org. Looks just like this. And you've got media, you've got resources, uh, an event maybe coming up. Give us a real quick rundown. I want people to let you, uh, people to know what you have going on and available yes. and additional um, resources. Yeah. Uh, on, the, on the website, I have a 40-minute video where I, I, I talk a little bit about the book, but it's more of an encouragement. And I share two dreams um, that I think are, are prophetic from the Lord that are very important as far as uh, for the church today for equipping and being prepared for what is to come so we can be the salt light in the world that we can occupy until Jesus comes, right? We're not called to bury ourselves in the bunkers and have right. that bunker mentality, but to be out and to be uh, a present light in the world. Also have a free downloadable study guide that's available there. There are several churches in our area that, that have studies going on right now. So that again, that's there and it's free. Also, if you want to know more about the book, maybe download the study guide, read through the questions first and see if it's something that will bless you. Great. Man, I appreciate, I appreciate your encouragement. 
And appreciate your time, taking the time to share with our audience here on Life Today Live. Pastor Eric Ureen, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate you guys hanging out and watching. Hope you've been encouraged today. Tomorrow, Andrew Claven from The Daily Wire. Uh, so I would encourage you to be here for that or catch it in the replay. Um, and I'm, I'm excited about that one as well, but excited about all the encouragement that we get today, get on Life Today Live. And, and just privileged to be able to come to you every day and share great words like you heard today so appreciate you being a part come back we've got more good news for you we'll see you again next time here on life today live with a message for your deliverance there is no distance in prayer you don't have to go anywhere or be in any specific place it is the believing of the heart it is faith in god to believe in pain man.